Well, Dr. Barnabas, it is a joy to be sitting down with you. We're new friends. Uh, we've, uh, I've known about you for a long time through the relationship with uh, my dad, Pastor Rob, but uh, it's been a joy to get to know you here. You're with us at River Valley Conference um, and sh shared an amazing message on prayer. And uh, truly, we're just blessed by you being here, spending time away from Tanzania, coming to the United States and coming to Minnesota to be with us. So just want to say thank you uh, again for being here. Well, thank you very much, uh, Logan, for uh, your invitation for me to come and uh, be part of this great, glorious, and a wonderful conference here at Liver Valley. I have really enjoyed the conference, and uh, I am thrilled to have an opportunity to share what God has deposited in my heart, mm -hmm. for which I'm so grateful, Logan. Yeah, it, we are grateful. And for those who maybe are, are learning more about you, uh, you're the superintendent of the Tanzania Assemblies of God, but also leading on an executive level for the World Assemblies of God. And you're a church planter and a planter of planters. Can you tell us more about this vision that God gave you when you became superintendent to plant churches and some of the results of what you've seen God do? Well, uh, thank you for that. Uh, good question. You see, I was uh, elected to be the general superintendent of Tanzania Assemblies of God back in 2008. And uh, by that time, our church, the Tanzania Assemblies of God, uh, was about 69 years old because the church was incepted back in 1939 by a missionary, Paul Deere, from uh, New York here in the United States. And my election was a bit unusual because uh, I received 96% of all the votes in nomination ballot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that has never happened uh, for the 69 years history of our church, for somebody to be elected unanimously with 96% of the vote on nomination ballot. And you know what? When God does something unusual like that, then he is after something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants something to happen. Yeah. And so soon after my election, uh, my peers, other executive leaders of the Tanzania Assemblies of God, and even some missionaries started asking a question. Brother Barnabas, now that you are elected to be the general superintendent, what next? <laughs> mm, sure. You're like, I just started. <laughs> what next? <laughs> and uh, I, this is what I told them. I said, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, this is what I believe. The church of Jesus Christ belongs to God. It is God's possession. It is God who owns the church. It is his precious treasure. And uh, I am elected to be a steward of that which is of God possession. 
Therefore, as a steward, is required of me to know exactly, to know for sure why God wants me to be a steward of his treasure, precious treasure, the church. What does he have in mind, you know, mm-hmm. in our given season? Because God is the God of times, is the God of season. Yeah. What does he want to happen to his church and to our nation at this season. And so I asked my fellow executives, it's better we pray and seek the face of the Lord to get a proper guidance from him who owned the church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that there will not be a conflict between a steward and the owner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because as a steward, if you does not know the reason you are hired, <laughs> you can be fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pastors out there going, I didn't know God was going to fire me. <laughs> and I don't want to be fired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we... I asked my, so we prayed yeah. as executive team. You said for four, 45 40, days? 45 days. How long in the day? Do you pray all day? Or Well, we had, um, each person will pray individually. Yeah. And then we meet twice a week, hmm. all day mm-hmm. to pray. So we had individual prayer and a group prayer. Mm-hmm. And we fast uh, some days, 12 hours, some days, uh, 24 hours. And uh, we will also spend some overnights, you know, praying in 45 days uh, for purpose of getting God guidance. And as we were praying, Brother uh, Pastor Logan, God was sharing with us some uh, enormous stuff, some uh, revolutionary stuff. It was like God wanted a total turnaround of the church. And some things was a bit scary (laughs) as human beings. So we said, uh, can we gather some other men and women to come along and pray with us so we can get uh, more witnesses to what God is saying? So we uh, carefully and they strategically selected godly men and the women to come along and pray with us. And uh, those whom we selected accepted our invitation. And so we went outside the city and found a motel. And we hired that motel and we stayed there, hmm. uh, 18 of us. And we locked ourselves inside there for 16 days, praying. 16 days? 16 days. Praying, Father knocking, Father seeking the face of the Lord, and putting in writing in a form of strategic plan for what God was saying. Hmm. And at the end of our prayers, we came out with a document of about 100 pages with a clarion call 
abato cry Tanzania for Jesus hmm. no Tanzania for Jesus 10 years of harvest 10 years of harvest Tanzania for Jesus and uh, after we had that document then we asked ourselves another question now that we have this 100 pages of Tanzania for Jesus transformational vision <laughs> how do we know for sure sure that what we have in this document is of god <laughs> you see yeah and uh, we remembered you know david uh, king david had a desire to build a house of the lord and uh, he wanted validation to know whether what he thought was of god or of his making and so he found prophet nathan and the prophet nathan was able to tell him that this is of god but you are not the one who is going to build the house <laughs> yeah but is your son and his son suleiman came over and of course built the house So we say uh, the house of the Lord. So we said who will who, be our nation? Yeah, who's our nation? Yeah. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> and so we uh we prayed and uh, uh God kind of uh shared with us let us pick you know season leaders in our movement 33 of them. And let us have the us share with them what God was saying so we picked 33 men and women mature and seasoned leaders and we had a meeting with them the whole day morning to night time and we explain point by point what we believe uh the direction which God has given uh, for the church and uh, to our amazement uh at the conclusion of that meeting all 33 of them started sobbing hmm. you know with their tears on their cheeks you know saying you know where where are you where where are you if you were here long time ago our church would have been different wow i told them it's not about where we are where where are you but it's god timing this is the season of the lord This is the season of our heavenly father. So they ratified that document. And we said now let us take to the decision making bodies. Nathan has spoken. We are sure beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. This is of God. So now let us take it to another step. To to the decision making bodies of our church organization. And the Tanzania Assemblies of God has uh four uh uh decision making bodies and the first uh, body was the executive committee they met for two days day and night deliberated the Tanzania for Jesus vision point by point and when the vote was taken it was 100% yes wow then from there we took it to the presbytery uh board yeah? board of presbyters and they came they came for two days meeting special a uh, meeting they deliberated day and night point by point 
when the vote was taken about Tanzania for Jesus' vision, they ratified it 100%. Wow. Then we took it to the individual districts, you know, each districts, and each district has to deliberate on themselves. And they deliberated that document, Tanzania for Jesus' vision, and by that time we had 10 districts. So each district deliberated on their own, and all the district pastors and the leaders ratified that document, Tanzania for Jesus' vision, 100%. And from there, we took it now to the general council. And the general council was flooded <laughs> with pastors from all over the country. By then, we had 2,600 pastors. Hmm. And they deliberated for three days. And at the end of the deliberation, they all voted for yes, wow. with the exception of one pastor. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> you see, you got to be participatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It couldn't be perfect. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what year was that? Well, after the liberation, then uh, the third phase of our process was now to um, uh, launch the implementation of that vision, mm -hmm. of Tanzania for Jesus' vision, and uh, sensitize, you know, bring awareness, you know, uh, cast vision. Yeah. Yeah, mobilize the church. Yeah, because you can approve action. it. You yes. can approve it with 100% or 99.99. Yes. Uh, but you got to do it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's where most people stop. <laughs> you have said it very well. Because, you know, many people will have faith for something, will have vision and a strategy for something. But making it work is totally a different thing, you know. So the question was, how do we make this work? You know, that's why uh, the sensitization, you know, the vision casting, the bringing awareness to us section by section, district by district, church by church, you know, uh, mobilizing the church was vital part aspect of it. Yeah. And we came to realize that, you know, you see there are three kinds of plans in our Tanzania Centers of God perspective, there is what we call a long-term plan, which is strategic plan. It can be five years, 10 years, or 15 years. And there is a second kind of plan, which is what we call operational plan. Operational plan is mid-term plan, uh, five years, sure. you know, three years, yeah. Yeah, two years. And then there is what we call action plan. Action plan is an annual plan. Hmm. So for us, we said, you know, the way to eat an elephant. Strategic plan is a huge elephant. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so the way to uh, eat it is one bite yeah. at a time. So we divided the strategic plan of 10 years into four phases of implementation. The first three years, the second three years, the third three years, and the last one year, which is the consolidation year. Mm -hmm. And in each uh, phase, each district of the first three years prepares an operational plan, a mid-term plan, which fits their context, you know? Yeah. 
which section prepare their own operational plan, which fits their context. The local churches prepared also their own operational plan, which fits their context. And, uh, uh, and out of that three years plan, then we prepared each national office, district, section, and the sure. local church prepared their own uh, action plan, the annual plan of implementation. What, what's so interesting to me when you talk about this is yes. I think at, at times people think about how there's, there's prayer, which obviously your message, and I'd encourage those who are listening to this who maybe weren't here at conference, uh, will make that message available to people so they can listen to it, an amazing message on prayer. But there's the prayer side of things, but then there's the strategy side of things. How, how do you differentiate as a leader between um, am I being too strategic or am I being not strategic enough? Yeah, you see, uh, the Bible says, without vision, people perishes, mm. you know? Yeah. So vision is an, an indispensable, you know, mm-hmm. indispensable aspect of God ministry. And uh, through that vision, that's where the set goals are prepared. That's where the, the purposes are prepared. And that's where the strategies, you know, are prepared and the action plans are prepared. And uh, uh, you see, God himself, even our Lord Jesus Christ, was very intentional in his calling. Yeah. For he says in the book of Luke, chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek, to save that which was lost. So you see already there is a vision there. Mm -hmm. There is a set purpose there, you know. Jesus did not come here you know, to act randomly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aimlessly. <laughs> he came with a mission. Yeah. He came with a purpose. He came with a vision, you see? Yeah. And before his ascension, uh, ascension you know, before mm-hmm. his ascension in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and the verse 8, eh? yeah. he, he, he's speaking to his disciples, you know? Mm-hmm. You shall receive power. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, yeah. what is the power for? Yeah. To be Witness, my witnesses. Yeah. And there you find the strategy and the purpose. Where? In Jerusalem, in all of Judea, in all of Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. So you see uh, the strategy right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, 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 so the, 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 the strategy and the Holy Spirit, you know, are intertwined. Yeah. They work together. It's like, you know, it's like uh, uh, when you, you read the book of Ezekiel, eh? chapter 37, the story of the dry bones, yeah. you know? Yeah. You see, after, uh, after prophet Ezekiel 
prophesied to the gave prophecy to the dry bones what happened those dry bones became bodies but they were bodies without life yeah and so he was asked again to prophesy so that those bodies now can have life you know so strategy is the body and the life is the holy spirit yeah so the, the body without the holy spirit is good for nothing mm. but having the holy spirit without a strategy also you can't reach anywhere you see you see even uh during creation eh? god eh made a man out of the dust you know out of the dust isn't it and after he made the man after he created the human being the human being was there just as a body so god has to breathe <laughs> a life unto that body for yeah. that body to become functional and to be able to implement the reasons of its creation Mm-hmm. And so God breathed the life unto that body and that body was able to live and function as God intended. So the Holy Spirit is that breath and the body is what the strategy is all about. So they all yeah. are intertwined and goes together. They are not the avoid void of each other. The 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 people listening have the luxury of having a pause button right now. I I feel like I need a pause button to to process everything you just said. Like I the wisdom the wisdom that you're sharing, I feel like I I can't even catch up to it. So I'm going to re-listen to this myself to catch up to everything you're saying, but your your strategy as you as you talk about the combination of the the prayer and Holy Spirit and the strategy, you do that through church planting. And, and obviously there's other parts of that, but church planning is the main part of what you're doing to, to build the church around Tanzania. Since, since you started this Tanzania for Jesus plan and, and th- this new vision, what are, what are some of the growth that you've seen in your, the churches that you planted in this strategy in motion? Thank you, Logan, for that great question. And I was waiting for that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we finally see, got there. Yeah. <laughs> in our strategic plan, we devised our own model of church planting. Our main focus was evangelism through church planting. Because we have found that evangelism where the church is planted, people are transformed not only spiritually, but also physically, intellectually, socially, and psychologically. And our agenda is national transformation. Mm -hmm. Tanzania for Jesus. So uh, we had to develop our own model to realize the church planting vision aspect. And we have seven steps to our model. Number one, identify an area with a need of a church. Mm. And we have identified over 40,000 places in Tanzania. 40,000? 40,000 without a Bible-believing church. And second step in our model 
is recruit a church planter with a burden and a vision to plant a church and remain there as a lead pastor. And uh, uh, the Lord has spoken to us. There are many people in Tanzania whom God has called into the full-time ministry. So we recruit those church planters with a burden and vision, men and women, young and old. And the third step is training. We bring those church planters into what we call church planting schools, ministers' training centers, for which River Valley Church, you are partnering with us in building those church planting schools. And we wanted to have 71 church planting schools, one for each district. Hmm. Uh, we train them for five months. They cover 15 courses, which empower them with ability to plant a church and be able to conserve it, to conserve the harvest. And uh, our uh, fourth step is commissioning. After training, we commission them. We charge, we give them charge now to go mm -hmm. and uh, plant a church in identified places which has been arranged in the order of priorities. And then the fifth step well, is... Can I pause you there? Yes. My dad told me a story when he was with you that you, I don't know if it was at one of these commissioning services or at the general council, but you said, who is willing to plant a church you know, yes. in the next six months? And 3,000 people, yes. 3,000 men and women exactly. raised their hand and said, we're willing, in the next six months, we're going to go into yes. one of these 40,000 places. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, Brother Logan, every living organism multiplies itself. Mm. And the church is a living organism. So as a living organism, each church ought to multiply itself. Yeah. So that's the DNA which has been instilled in all of our churches of TAG. Mm -hmm. So the uh, fifth step is cultivation. Cultivation is the actual work of planting a church. And uh, we use what we call program evangelism. By program evangelism, we mean that when they are attending the church planting schools, those church planters are exposed to different methods and the different tactics on how to plant a church. So by program, we mean that when now they are in church planting situation, it's up to them to choose of all those methods, methods which they have been exposed to, which one is compatible to their context so and you, you accessible don't, to them. So you don't give, you don't, you don't make everyone do the same exact thing in the same exact city or this with the same exact leader. You say there's different leadership styles, there's different methodologies, methodologies to church, but you teach them all or as a lot of them, and they get to choose exactly. Yeah, that's that's unique because I think in some ways some some people say we want we want to teach you the model that we do and do exactly what we do where you are. And that just doesn't always work. No, it doesn't always work because Tanzania land size is the size of California 
and Texas put together. Mm. It's so big. Yeah. So and we have over 155 tribes. So we have different contexts, different culture, which requires different approaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we ask them to choose whatever method uh, which is applicable to them. Yeah. And uh, so then the the the, the sixth uh, step is what we call support, supporting. And the supporting, we use an approach which we call multi-support system or multiple support system. By multi-support system, we mean that um, we encourage different levels of our church organogram to pick a church, a new church plant, and support it. So we encourage local churches to adapt a church, church plant and support it. We encourage the sections. We encourage the districts to set funds for church planting support. We encourage our national office. We encourage our departments, like women, youth, children, to set funds you know, to support the church plant movement, I mean, a strategy. We also encourage individuals with means, you know, to adapt a church plant and support it. You know, like me and my wife, we support three churches every month, mm. new, uh, three daughter churches every month. We also encourage uh, families of the church planters with means because some church planters are coming from families with means. So why sure. don't you enlist your family to support you? Mm -hmm. Like my young brother wanted to go and plant a church. So me and my wife, we adapted him and we supported him uh, individually, and uh, he was uh, he, he, he was successful to plant that church. So that's what actually matter system is all about. But even with that approach, we teach them about going by faith. Going by faith, just to go there, get the first fish, hoping that the first fish will have something in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's mouse. <laughs> so, and so 60%, sometimes 70% of all the men and the women who go out to plant churches actually get support. Mm -hmm. But some 30%, sometimes even up to 40%, they just go by faith. Yeah. And God uses them. Yeah. So the, the seventh step is what we call uh, replant or remultiply. By remultiply, we mean that uh, we instill the value of multiplication to all the daughter churches which are planted. You are planted so you can plant. Mm -hmm. You know, no church should be a dead end street. <laughs> yeah. You are begotten so you can beget. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we instill that value of multiplication to each local church. And uh, like uh, the case of my young brother, uh, my young brother went to plant a church in a predominantly Islam area. And, uh, I, and he went there. And uh, after one year, he had already planted the first church. You know, a daughter 
is a child is begetting another child. <laughs> yeah. Already within a year, he <laughs> it, had planted a church. He planted a church, yeah. yes. You know? So that's the kind of DNA which we instill. So that's our seventh step. Plant churches within the vicinities of your location. Yeah. And uh, with that model, what God has done in the past 12 years is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Is exceptional and uh, is amazing. We, when we started our Tanzania for Jesus vision, we had only 200 Southern members. But now in 12 years, we are close to 2 million members. Wow, so 10 yeah. times. Amazing yeah. what God has done. And uh, when we started 2008, our strategic plan, we had only 2,600 churches. Now we are over 13 Southern churches. Glory be to God. Yeah, wow. When we started uh, our Tanzania for Jesus vision 2008, we have only 2,600 pastors. Now we have over 13 Southern wow. pastors wow. all over the country. When we started, we had only 10 districts. Because of the rapid multiplication of mm. churches and pastors, we, we decided to add more districts. Now we have 71 hmm. uh, districts. When we started our Tanzania for Jesus vision, we had only 75 sections. And now we have 818 wow. sections. And the multiplication of results goes on and on and on. Yeah. And you know what, Logan? Nobody can uh, claim the credit. Yeah. You see what... Apostle Paul said, he said, some people plants and others waters <laughs> mm-hmm. to what has already been planted. Mm-hmm. But he who plants and he who waters, they are nothing. Water is he yeah. who causes that which is planted and watered to grow. And the one who caused, who made it possible for our church to grow is our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so in 2009, we had a grand celebration mm-hmm. of thanksgiving unto God. Yeah. Of turning praise and worship to whom who deserves, who made it possible for our church to grow. Mm-hmm. So we gave God the glory. And after we finished that celebration, the same question came back again. Now we finished this first strategic plan. Yeah. What next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I had the chance to hear from uh, Jeff the yes. the new strategic plan yes. of similar similar model, but uh, new goals, new vision. Um, and 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 I believe I, I might be getting these numbers wrong, but it's you want to train forty five thousand pastors, exactly thirty thousand new churches, exactly, and grow the membership of the Assemblies of God by seven point seven million in the next thirteen years, exactly. It's it, it's it's even saying them, it's mind blow. Like it's it's hard to fathom. I mean, you're changing a nation. 
Yeah, you see, Brother Logan, Pastor Logan, um, not by might, yeah, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Each mountain shall be removed. And uh, uh, that's our goal. And we are believing God for mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the entire church and upon the entire nation and across the continent of Africa. And uh, with your prayers and uh, with your support and uh, with your giving, I believe together we can make it happen. Mm -hmm. You see, in Africa, there is a saying that uh, if you want to go faster, go alone. Mm -hmm. But if you want to go further, take somebody along with you. And we want to go further. Yeah. Planting 30,000 churches, raising 35,000 new ministers, discipling, I mean, reaching out, discipling and assimilated 7.7 .7 million new members. And uh, we are taking River Valley Church with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, <laughs> we're a small part in that plan. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by your vision. Uh, I'm inspired by the, the, the glory that Jesus gets and uh, the passion that you have for prayer and for strategy and for people, souls to be changed. You know, you spoke at our church this past weekend about uh, souls being changed. And uh, we're just, we're inspired by that. And I just want to say thank you again for spending time with us and sharing with all those again around the world who are listening. And uh, what, what would be your last, maybe your last thought to those listening that would say, I want to dream big dreams, or I want to have, I want, I want to change the nation that I'm a part of, or the state that I'm a part of, or the city that I'm part of. I want to, I want to dream big dreams like you're dreaming. What would be, what would you say to them? Unity. You see, um, Brother Logan, if I have to say to the body of Christ worldwide, worldwide, is let us as a church of God unite and come together because there is power in unity. You see, uh, in the past 69 years of the Tanzania Assemblies of God, we thank God for great and wonderful things which had happened. But uh, one of the pitfalls of the church is lack of unity. Mm. And uh, you see the church and the Assemblies of God in particular was started for five reasons. Reason number one is unity. Reason number two is fellowship. Reason number three is legal. We wanted to be registered with the government authorities so we can be free to operate legally, but also own the property within those countries. And number four is education. 
both to our church members, discipleship and edification, but also to our ministers, which is ministerial training schools. And the, the fifth reason is evangelism. Mm. To do the work of the Great Commission in a way that the world have never seen before. That was our statement as the Assemblies of God. And that's the reason for our acceptance, I mean, inception. Mm -hmm. But somehow along the road, as a movement, we have left the unity part. Mm. You know, the unity part. Yeah. We are so much fragmented. And as a result, a lot of competition, a lot of overlap in the system. And uh, as a result, uh, we don't achieve much in comparison to our potential. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So that was what was happening, you know, with TAG, with the Tanzania Assemblies of God. The same, same thing. So we said, can we have a paradigm shift? Of instead of everybody working as he see fit, can we have a common strategy but operate without infringing the individual nature of each part of the organ of the body? Yeah. Because we believe unity in diversity. And we believe diversity in unity yeah but the problem which we have now with the body of Christ J Jesus we are so much over emphasizing about our diversity diversity nature in the expense of unity mm. you know wow as a result you know we are you know terrorized by 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 evil forces of many kind you know of social, of political, you know, of culture, and so forth, mm -hmm. you know. And the devil has, has, has been successful in dividing us, you see, within the organization and without the, without, outside the organization. And you see how organization is defined. Organization is defined as the group of people working together for a common purpose. You see? Mm -hmm. So that's what we said in Tanzania. Can we as the Tanzania Assemblies of God come up with a common purpose, with a common strategy, without infringing, you know, the individual aspect of each organ, of each level in our organization, organogram. You see? Mm -hmm. And uh, all the district said, let us try it. You know, mm -hmm. it has never been done before. Sure. But let us try it. And uh, we gave a try. And uh, see what God have, say, have, have done. Yeah. Only yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. What has happened in 10 years have surpassed our 69 years yeah, wow. of our existence by far. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Why? Because people cannot work together unless 
they agree you know yeah and the agreement does not need mean conformity yeah no it's just pulling together so we can be more effective and more efficient in what we are doing yeah so the church has become so unified in Tanzania mm-hmm. for which we are so grateful mm-hmm. and that unity there is power in unity amen there is effectiveness and efficientness in unity mm-hmm. so i am calling for the church worldwide let us unite and win our world for jesus christ amen amen and amen, amen. amen.